Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cinema Soft Thunder. Really, I'm your host, Eugene Weaver. And if you're listening, then you know what this show is all about. It's all about grindhouse exploitation horror gems in the rough movies that should be seen and I am here to bring them to you. I'm actually coming to you from the Nightlight Cinema this week. Uh, I'm uh, I'm over here in a corner, a movie is playing, and I thought, you know what, I've got a little bit of time, I'm going to record an episode at the Nightlight. And uh, so right now we're actually showing a French movie called Marguerite. I had the opportunity to watch it and if you are interested, this is obviously not really uh, soft underbelly material, but it's still a very, very good movie. Uh, it focuses around, uh, this is, about, I believe, a true story about a woman who was a terrible singer and didn't really know it, and she was very wealthy, and people around her didn't have the heart to tell her how bad of a singer she was, so she wanted to, uh, she wanted to perform live, and it was, uh, it was very awkward. But it was also a very touching movie and a very good movie. So anyway, that's playing right now at the Nightlight. Uh, now, just so you know, you listeners out there, if you do hear background noises or whatever, there is a concert playing next door, and the movie is going on right now, and our uh, PA system music is going on. So if it picks up uh, background stuff, you know what? That's just part of the show. That's going to be what makes it uh, unique this episode. So anyway, so what I thought I would talk about today briefly is just a couple new movies that I've watched and I've had the opportunity to uh, scour through the special features and all that good stuff and I thought I would share some of that stuff with with y'all. So first up, I wanted to talk about Burial Ground, Knights of Terror. Now I have watched this movie numerous times and I have talked about this movie before on my show. But not quite like this. The movie was just released from the excellent, excellent studio in the UK, uh, 88 Films. And I've talked about them before. They, to me, are kind of taking on the baton that uh, the Arrow used to hold as far as the premier distributor of really trashy horror movies. Uh, Arrow still does that some but not near to what they do, uh, not near where they're at now. They're, now they focus a lot more on a little more mainstream stuff, some art house stuff. They still have their horror movies, but uh, what 88 Films is doing now seems to be almost taking the place of that. There's some other companies in the UK that are doing something very similar. Uh, 101 Films is another one that I would recommend you check out if you've got a Region 3 Blu-ray player. They have some really good stuff uh, and some other some other really good companies in the UK. But I want to focus right now real quick on Burial Ground. Now, uh, the first time, my first experience with Burial Ground, Knights of Terror, was an old VHS tape that, uh, and I've said this story, I've told this story before, so I'm not going to really get into it too much more here, but uh, I ordered, it was in the back of a Fangoria magazine, there was an article on getting these bootleg VHS tapes of uncut copies of these movies that are hard to get. Burial Ground was one of the ones that I actually ordered in. And uh, wow, thank God I did. What a movie. Now, back then, the first time I watched this movie, like I said, was on VHS, and the quality was complete garbage. 
I wasn't as enamored with it as I am now. And I think part of the reason was because I was expecting something that it, it, it was not. And the first time I watched this, I was not as well-versed in my Euro horror and these types of really low-rent grindhouse horror movies. So when this movie came out uh, on DVD, I revisited the movie. And I, I didn't like it as much as like I like it now, but it was still a really good movie. Watched it a couple more times, and every time I watched the movie, it grew on me. I'm like, this is, this is really cool, and the acting is terrible, but the acting is still cool terrible. And uh, I do want to go on uh, noticing Andre Bianchi directed this movie. And he has also done Strip Nude for Your Killer, which actually that uh, movie we talked about a bit on Movie Freaks. Um, And he's done some other stuff as well. Uh, But a little bit more low rent. Malabimba is the other big one that he's done that you may or may not have heard of. Uh, But Burial Ground is his, pretty much his his high point. And it came out in, uh, let's see here, it says 1985, but uh, I, I gotta say, it's, there's no way it was made that. It, it feels very much like it was made in like 1979 or 1980. You get uh, several couples for some completely unknown reason show up at this mansion in the middle of the countryside in Italy. And there's a bearded dude in the beginning that gets killed off fairly quickly from, I think he raises the dead somehow. That's never really explained that good. And then the, the corpses are all over the courtyard and in the woods and they're killing these really terrible actors off one by one. Uh, the movie is itself is so bizarro. And again, like watched it on VHS, watched it on DVD. Then the Blu-ray came out uh, from, uh, What's the company? I don't believe they're in business anymore. Shriek Show brought out the Blu-ray, and it was marginally better than the DVD. It was not a very good transfer. Well, 88 Films got the original uh, film elements, remastered it, and put it on a Blu-ray. There's actually on the Blu-ray, the new Blu-ray, there's actually a a 35-millimeter grindhouse print on there as well. And I just clicked on it briefly, and it's a scratched-up mess. Uh, but obviously, you're going for the whole feel to uh, you know what it would have been like to watch one of those movies back in the theaters back in the 70s and eight, early 80s on uh, 42nd Street in New York City. Uh, cool edition, but I'll stick with the completely remastered version. It looks fantastic. It looks it. This movie looks better than a lot of uh, first-run big-budget movies now, which is amazing. But the fact that it's shot on film and it looks like it's shot on film. And it's actually fairly well shot now that you were able to finally see it all cleaned up. And the the special effects are uh, over the top. And that's one of the reasons why you watch this movie is because the the special effects are so crazy. Uh, Gino De Rossi did the special effects. He also did the uh, special effects. He's one of the premier special effects artists from, um, from Italy. And he helped out with Casino Royale. Uh, was one of his movies that he he's worked on. But he's worked on tons of stuff. Uh, Lucio Fulci's Zombie, City of the Living Dead, Cannibal Ferox, Piranha Part 2, The Spawning, which actually has some really good special effects in it. Exterminators of the Year 3000. I've already talked about that show on... Uh, I've already talked about that movie on this show. So uh, had, they had a really top-quality special effects artist, and thank goodness they did, because that's what sells this movie, is the completely disgusting special effects in the movie. 
Um, but the, the film itself has a very dreamlike feel. Uh, the music is very weird synthy something going on, but it, it, it's cheesy, but it works. And it almost gives the movie a more of a dreamlike feel, especially coupled with the fact that you never really get a sense of why these people are at this castle. You never really get a feel for why the living dead have been resurrected. And the non-ending, the more I watched this movie, the more I like the non-ending. And I'm not going to spoil what exactly it is, but I will say this. It is a non-ending. Now, another reason this movie is so cool is because of an actor by, that goes by the name of Peter Bark. Uh, if you've seen this movie, then you've probably, uh, you probably have heard of Peter Bark. I, I don't get the, uh, the, the gist is so odd with this character. He's playing a boy, but he's actually a, an adult male. He's just very short and creepy and weird looking, and it's hilarious. And he's got a thing for his mom, which is why they had to get an adult. But it's so uncomfortable because you can tell that he is he is too old to be playing the character that he is, yet he looks so bizarre. And so it adds to the fun and it adds to the weirdness. And all these things make this movie, the more I watch it, it actually makes this movie uh, more enjoyable every single time I watch it, especially the last time I watched it, which was the top of the line because of this new transfer was fantastic, and the sound is, is phenomenal as well. Everything about the movie is just fun, and if you like this show and you, you like the movies that I talk about, uh, I would be very surprised if you wouldn't enjoy Burial Ground, Burial Ground Nights of Terror. Um, I could keep on discussing, but literally that the story that I told, the storyline that's there, that's it. There's nothing hidden that you're supposed to read into. It's just really crusty-faced-looking zombies ripping bad Italian actors to shreds and them bashing heads in. It's insane. Insane. Uh, pick it up on 88 Films Blu-ray on Amazon.uk or from their own website. Definitely, definitely worth the price. Okay, moving on. Um, I, again, I've, I know I've already talked about that movie before, but I, I just I can't... I can't watch it again on Blu-ray and not talk about it. So, Okay, so another movie that I'm going to talk about real quickly is the, uh, and this is another series that I've talked about in depth, but I recently rewatched a remastered version of it, and therefore I have to talk about it a little bit. And that would be Hellbound, Hellraiser Part 2, and Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. I got the three-pack from Arrow UK of uh, all newly remastered, and with upgraded sound, all that good stuff, I do have all the Hellraiser movies already on Blu-ray, except the third one. But uh, the first two, the transfers were average at best. Well, these new Blu-rays are a revelation. They are amazing. Unfortunately, and this is, this is where things go south with, with me, watching Hellraiser 3... And I can't believe I'm actually saying this. I, that is probably, other than the latest one, uh, Re Hellraiser Revelations, which is barely a Hellraiser movie to begin with, the Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, directed by Anthony Hickox, 
is probably the worst in the series. And this one here still got a theatrical release, but this one here is more dated than any of the other Hellraisers, even the Hellraiser, uh, the Pinhead in Space one, part four. Uh, Hellraiser 3, they took the story in a completely different direction, and they made it, they basically Americanized it, because the first two Hellraisers were very British, and they, very, they, they felt very British. This one here is very early, early 90s cheesy American horror where they're, they're spouting off silly one-liners and it's much more of a slasher movie with some cool special effects. And that is the only thing that I really like about the movie is it still has really good special effects. Some of the special features on the Blu-ray... Uh, they do make reference to the fact that the budget was cut, and you can tell that a different studio got the rights to Hellraiser at this point, and that's why things completely changed. Clive Barker was out, and we had to get a bunch of new people in to take over with this thing. And it, you can tell. It feels like it. It doesn't... It, it feels less like a Hellraiser movie than some of the ones that actually... that They changed the scripts a little bit to make them Hellraiser movies like Inferno... Um, and even, boy, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but uh, Debtor, uh, th those movies actually feel more like Hellraiser than this thing here does. Again, the special effects are good, but they even tried to dabble a little bit in CGI, which was awful. The CGI was terrible in the movie. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I'm wrapping it up with Hellraiser 3, it was... It, revisiting the movie, it just simply did not hold up at all. As far as Hellraiser Part 2, um, I'm happy to report that that one does hold up rather well for what the movie is. And basically it is continuing on with what happened in Part 1, but expanding the universe almost to the breaking point because they really had some pretty lofty ambitions with that movie, and it shows. Some of the special effects, especially like the matte painting type stuff, are pretty dated, but the gore effects are great, and it still very much has a spirit of Hellraiser, what, what we saw in the first one. And I like that. Uh, it's just... It, I liked the lean, mean feel of part one uh, more than this one, but as, as a whole, uh, I would say, if I were to rewatch all of these movies, part two is the second best in the series, and a very, very worthy sequel to to a fantastic, almost flawless, original horror movie. Because Hellraiser Part 1 is, and it continues to be, one of the best horror movies I think that has ever been made. And Part 2 is a very worthy follow-up. And it still feels very much like a Clive Barker movie. Even though he did not direct the movie, it feels like it. Uh, everything, it just feels like a, a long continuation of what we saw in Part 1. So, very good. And I'm happy to report that the Arrow release is stunning. I've never, ever seen this movie look this good. And what's cool is that uh, with Hellraiser 2 and 3, they are presented in their uncut versions, so you see all the gore and all the little snippets that were taken out, and it's, it's pretty crazy stuff, especially for part 2. Part 3 is so dated that, other than this, there's a church scene that's pretty cool, other than that, it, it just doesn't work. At least for me, does not hold up. So, uh, anyway, so that's that. There, that's the Hellraiser movies. I haven't got to part one yet. I plan on watching part one uh, whenever I can, but I've watched these movies so many times. It's, yeah. 
So we've got Hellraiser 2, Hellraiser 3, Burial Ground. What else? Um, I could complain about Unfriended, but I'll hold off on that. Things are going to be spoken about that movie later on Movie Freaks. And stay tuned for Tuesday's review on Movie Freaks' Facebook page for my thoughts on Unfriended. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, okay, otherwise, you know what? Uh, I, don't want, I don't want people to be walking back and forth past me while I'm doing this, so I'm just going to wrap that up. But I just thought it would be kind of cool to do a real quick little podcast show here at the theater. And um, just thought that would be something a little bit different, although you might be able to hear some crazy stuff in the background. I don't know. We'll find out because I'm not going to be doing any editing on this. It is as you hear it. Here. So if it sounds awful, hey, the show is free. You can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com for any questions or anything you want to you know, yell at towards me. Please feel free. Please listen to our friends, Cinema Sidekicks. Always a good listen, especially right now. They're going through their top 100. And then stay tuned for a future installment of Movie Freaks heading your way very soon. And that's going to do it for this show today. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Thank you.